This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Hey, this is Oteal. If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 100th episode of comes a time. We did it, Oteal. Yeah, we did do it. Wow. That was fast. It's like having a kid. The kid grows up quicker. Like, wow, this is big. Hundred episodes. This podcast is growing a mustache already. Yeah, we've done it. And asking for the keys. This podcast is smoking cigarettes behind the garage already. What the hell? Grew up so quick. Hundred. Wow. I mean, and we have the uh, incredible Joe Russo with us for this episode. Couldn't ask for a better. A better situation. A better coincidence. Coincidence. <laughs> I think not. I think not. Yeah. That was so cool, man. It, he's, I didn't realize uh, what a great storyteller he is. Yeah. He's you a New know? Yorker. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that thing. We got to have Yorma on speaking of great storytellers, but he has that thing like Yorma, you know, just, uh, yeah. What a fun episode, man. What a great ride that was. Yeah. A lot of laughs. <laughs> That's great. And and it's the, the parallels, you know, the, the dead, like dead and co J rad, like the whole carrying the torch thing and all that. I mean, just such an incredible talk. And so, uh, apropos you're on tour hundredth episode. We started with, you know, I think our first couple episodes, you know, Bobby mountain girl, Melvin, I mean, yeah. It's just been a wild uh, ride, man. And and I really want to say thanks to you and thanks to the listeners and, and everybody who uh, have has made this, you know, happen in the beginning of the, you and I were, became buddies and we're like, we should do a podcast, but who's got the time. And then the earth said, here's your time. 
Here's all the time in the world. Yeah, well, thank you, too. And thank you, Eric. Yep. Behind the scenes. And thanks yep. to Osiris. And Eli. And, and yeah, everybody. Osiris. Yeah. That, uh, and all the guests that we've had on. Wow, we've had 100 guests on. Yeah. It's crazy. It's been pretty wild, <laughs> pretty man. Fun. Yeah, it absolutely I mean, has. we have some repeats, but not, not that many to really put a big dent in 100. High 90s you know? at least, right? A couple solos, but still, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Really, really amazing. And These last, uh, these last uh, three, four, five have been just like up here. Like, wow. That haven't even really come out inspired. yet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get ready for those. So, um just thanks to everybody. Thanks to the, the dead and the whole, you know, I mean, we've, we've gotten a chance to kind of, you know, take a look at the scene that matters a ton to me, so many other people from all these different perspectives and all these different angles. And, and it all, it's just so special, you know, it really, really is special. Yeah. So this has been, it's it just is, been man. incredible. Can't believe it. You're right. It went by quick for sure. hundred episodes was like, like that. We, need to, we need to thank all of our, our comedians too. They got us off the ground. I think there's this thing, like there's this intersection and it's just improvisation. You know yeah. what I mean? Seeking being. King. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's so much, there's so much intersection between music and comedy. I love, that's why they all love each other so much, you know? Yeah. Uh, you see it a lot, but it's really cool. So thank you to all, all the comedians out there keeping us laughing and joined us on the podcast and helped us get this thing. This comes a time thing off the ground. Yeah. Plenty more to come. Thank you guys so much for uh, being a part of the ride thus far. And if you want more, head over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and check out our bonus episodes each week. And uh, we're here on Osiris. Check out all their podcasts at osirispod.com. Thank you to Joe for joining us on our, what do you call it? A centennial? Is that a hundred? Is that? It's a centennial. It's a centennial. Wow. wow. A I centennial think edition. <laughs> Well, enjoy it, everyone. We sure did. So thank you and uh, catch you at 101 right around the corner. See you soon. Sorry about last time, Joe. <laughs> Dude, no worries whatsoever. Again, you know, I'm just, I'm just chilling. <laughs> The fans, for the fans that don't know, we uh, we tried to do this before, but I had time zone, time zone issues. So I just, I just got a little confused. <laughs> I'm really sorry to everyone. Are we all on the team? Are, are we all on the same time zone right now? Uh, I'm on the East Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Are you on the East Coast right now? Or are you in the middle? I'm on I feel like central like around the cusp, maybe. Yeah, you're on central. Central. Yeah. I saw a thing last night about how they, uh, some doctors are trying to, uh, promote getting rid of daylight savings time and just going with, I could dig that. I could totally dig that too. They were saying that like, just let's cram as much daylight into the morning and, and, you know, stretch it out as long as possible. I'm all for that. All for it. All for it. So there's so many little things in our society that throw off our natural rhythms that like any, if you could just subtract one here and one there, I'm like, good. (laughs) 
Let's get, <laughs> yeah. gotta get back to some nature, man. Jesus. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just make it a little bit easier. How's everything going today, Joe? You doing well? Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, my, my youngest daughter and I walked my eldest daughter to her second to last day of kindergarten this morning. I got to walk my dog. I meditated, took a shower. I'm ready to party, man. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> do you do yeah. a particular type of meditation? Oh uh, yeah. I do the TM, the transcendental. Um, yep. uh, yeah, you know, that's, it's a game changer. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I fell off of it for a while when, when uh, our second daughter was born, you know, it's like, it just gets so in, insane even to find those 20 minutes in the morning or, you know, or twice a day. But uh, yeah, I've been back on it for the last few months. It's just like, man, how do I ever stop doing this? It's like the, the, Hey Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with factor meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from factor meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon.
American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the change is so wonderful and clear and like and potent. And it's like you feel like, you know, anytime I've like fallen off of the practice, you think like life's just too chaotic or whatever. And like, that's when you need it, you know? And so I've been, yeah. I've been pretty good about that. So feeling, feeling good, man. Nice. Feeling vibey. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that I've been doing that one too for for quite Have some you? time. Yeah, yeah, I love Amazing. it. Yeah, it, it it um, you're right. You feel it when you don't do it, and then that yeah. one, the, your first time back, you're like, oh my god, why did I? It's, it's like exercising. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You dread it when you're kind of just like not in the mood, but yeah, it it's always good. Yeah, always good. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We were lucky, really lucky to have Bob Roth on the podcast. Oh, yeah. right on. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, man. Cool. That was a fun oh, episode. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember nice. that learning about like, uh, cause before you do TM, you kind of learn about it. Right. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, mm -hmm. like, you know, if you smoke pot, don't smoke for a couple of weeks before, like you want to go in clear headed, you want to go in right. like, you know, kind of, and then you go through a couple of days of learning it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, geez, this is, this is hardcore. This isn't downloading an app or something, but it's. No, nah, man, you're, you're getting into the quantum realm, Holmes. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, man. My buddy, uh, Eric Slick, who, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal musician, drummer. He was a drummer for Dr. Dog forever. And he hit me to it, you know, shit, a really long time. I was still in further at the time. And, you know, uh, and he hit me to, it, and it was just like total game changer. You know, it's uh, so I'm always thankful to him for uh, for sharing that with me. I, I, I see a lot of correlations between that and like drumming and playing music. There's something about clearing that space out, totally. Mind, you know, and then creativity just comes up out of it. You know? It's kind of wild, man. Like you know, I'm like sitting down with my instruments and all that. You know, nothing's happening. Um, and then the more I, I get back into the practice of TM, like all of a sudden, you know, the, it just comes, these things come, lyrics come, melodies come. I'm better at like singing harmonies, like, you know, just like all this shit. Like you, you just get out of your way so much that either the fear or the ego or the whatever just kind of takes a little bit of a backseat. And, and that little bit every day is really seems to really do the trick. I, I don't remember who said this, but I've had it said to me a couple of times that, uh, you know, that the magic happens in the gaps between our thoughts. And that right. seems to me to be kind of like the, 
the, the TM is like the machinery that takes the thoughts and just spreads them further and further apart to leave yeah. that magic gap in the middle there, you know? And it's, uh, widen it's that gap. Widen that gap. Wind, mind the gap. Mind the gap. <laughs> gap the mind, mind the gap. Yeah. yeah. Totally, man. I heard that you uh, could not play for most of the pandemic. So oh, yeah. yeah. Metzger. I think we had Metzger. Was it him? Uh, was it Marco? Maybe? Marco. Yeah. Dude, how did that? That must have been because you know with electric bass, <laughs> it could be like three in the morning, yeah. four in the morning. Just, oh uh, man, go. Yeah, wasn't that cool? <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you know, clearly everybody went went through everything they went through. Uh, but yeah, so you know, I had this incredible studio in Brooklyn that was just like, oh man, that was my happy place. Uh, and my wife and I. Thankfully bought a, bought a home in New Jersey in January of 2020, you know, and the big plan was, you know, build a studio, the whole deal. Um, so when everything shut down in February, you know, I packed up my studio in March, moved down here, uh, to a house that wasn't quite livable, you know, and then lived, we lived with her parents for almost six months. So I had this like a little, I bought like this like little shitty electric kit, um, and, you know, it was nice to have something in it. Oh, my God, I was so thankful uh, that they, they put us up and, and dealt with my depression. Um, <laughs> and then eventually, actually, the room I'm in now just got converted into my wife's office. But this was my attic studio that I'm in right now, which I was very thankful to have. But with two little kids and, and my wife and everybody just in this place, it was hard to find pockets to play. And it's almost like that, like, all right, you got 20 minutes, go, go do the thing that you're passionate about. Make, feel that thing. You have 20 minutes, go, you know, and you're like, fuck, no, you know, it's like, I can't, I can't pee if someone tells me I have to pee right now, you know, it's like, um, so, you know, while I was very, very, very always grateful and thankful that I had a place to be and that we were safe and that I, I had, I did have a place to have some equipment it was, it was a little dicey, you know, it, it wasn't a very inspired place to be. Uh, it was very claustrophobic. Luckily I, w I was able to do some remote tracking, which was great and did some stuff for Cass McCombs and fruit bats. And, uh, you know, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of at a certain point, I was just kind of like, eh, I'm just going to wait, <laughs> you know? So if I had something come across my plate, that was like a, um, like a recording gig, you know, I would hop on that. Cause that, that felt, you know, uh, I was able to do that in a short period of time where it was like, Hey man, here's the tracks, you know? And I'd be like, all right, well, give me a few days. Cause I don't really have, you know, a, a wide time to do this. So in, maybe I'll get it in this 15 minute chunk, you know, <laughs> so that was kind of the thing. Uh, you know, but yeah, then I'm like calling Marco McLean, man, you okay? He's like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. I'm in the studio the whole time. I was like, I'm not so happy for you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I played a lot of guitar, so that was cool. Like, again, yeah, like, whatever the, like, I was dying to play my piano, but I couldn't play my piano because freaking kids were everywhere and the dog and the shit, or I guess we didn't have the dog yet, but, um, and, uh, <laughs> But you know, it's so all you good, added you know. a dog into it. Like, we we dog, did. Yeah. why not? Right? Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, how's life? Fucking crazy? Cool. <laughs> for a dog legs. on top. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we did cool. The same. A golden retriever puppy. They're calm. 
Uh, but that, we have like a, it's like a, a hundred pound puppy. You got a piece so of furniture funny. with a heartbeat, Oteal. Yeah. Oh my God. But, uh, you know, luckily, honestly, through that experience, cause originally we were going to build something in the backyard, like a barn studio or something. And, you know, spending every moment of my life in this wonderful new house for uh, two plus years, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to work somewhere off, off campus here. <laughs> so uh, luckily I'm, I'm actually building literally days away from finishing uh, a studio. Um, wow. That's like right, right near my daughter's school. And it's like close to work. It's across the street from like this nature preserve, like absolute dream. So, you know, the patients, yeah. The forced patients, forced and, then patients. The, and then the willing patients led to a way better scenario than I, I could have ever dreamed of. So I'm getting back at it soon. <clears throat> yeah, I think when we heard it's just that. just like everything else. <laughs> when yeah, right? we heard that, I was just like, I don't know how you, especially a drummer. I feel like a drummer just can't not be playing the drums all the time. Yeah, I mean, and I learned that because, you know, we started doing shows again with like J-Rad. We didn't do a ton, but... I literally until I think maybe like a month and a half ago did still didn't have a place to really play. So I wouldn't play between shows and those shows are fucking long and kick the shit out of me. And it was brutal, man, like coming in cold and then running a marathon and then like going and laying down again. And then two weeks later run a marathon and it, it yeah. was fine, but man, it was not comfortable. And, uh, you know, there's no way to practice, like that kind of like intensity or adrenaline fueled thing, unless you're just playing and, and, and have that thing. So, you know, no matter what my little, you know, lazy, you know, casual pad work on the porch would do it, it nothing prepares your body for that, that thing. Um, you know, and then you start getting into your head about oh, fucking suck. And I can't do this. My, 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 I used to be able to do this, you know, and you start tripping out on that. So I, I'm very thankful that, now, even though the new studio is not done, I've had a place to like have a drum set and like be able to like kind of slow my roll back into it and feel good playing concerts again, which is nice. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Well, you guys play long. It's a stamina thing. And I yeah. wasn't worried about like it coming back. I was like, it's been too long for that to go away. The stamina, right. however. It's the stamina, right. That's <laughs> totally it. Oh and my then God, all of a sudden yeah. you're cramping up and your, your hands, the oh, hands uh-huh. like... I'm done. I, I know. I hear you want to do all this. Is off of your head, right, right. Yeah. Those are great ideas. We'll do those next time. Well, it's Otiel, so I remember, I remember your gigs in, in Colorado, how freezing cold it was. Remember that no. like, you had like, you had, we, no. we put a picture of you so. holding a snow shovel. Oh instead. God, that helped. <laughs> I don't feel so bad now though, because the other day on Instagram, uh, Either Natalie Cressman or Jen Hardswick's one of theirs came up and they were playing with Trey outdoors. Sound check. Big snowflakes. I was yeah. just like, oh. That was in Colorado. And then, you know, that yeah. was sound check. That was early. So yeah, then it got cold after that. that, that. Right? Oh my yeah. God. So it's just like now I'm like, wow, man, what we go through. And then today it's going to be 105. Yeah. And That's I'm crazy. sure the state, you know, this Joe, like, you're doing sound check and, and the sun is like perfect timing, oh, just man. like right up, right from yeah. there to the beginning. It's like, why wouldn't you design the venue to 
to not just kill the musicians. <laughs> Why would they do that? Why would they do that? You know, Joe, it's interesting to hear too that like you would go chunks of time in between gigs without playing because you don't just do J-Rad is like you it, it's almost like you make it harder on yourself when you're up there. I mean, you're throwing like help slip Radiohead song Franklin's or you know, an old like you you throw little like speed bumps in for you, for you guys. Like, it seems right, like you're right. always challenging each other to make it more difficult. So, Oh, for a- sure. You know, it's, 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 I don't think if, I don't think we'd be doing this thing if it weren't difficult, you know, right. it's like, we could do it. We could, we could do a version that would, would get through, but you know, I think by the inception of this accidental, whatever the hell thing, it was built on, you know, kind of deconstruction and playing the way that we as five humans have always played everything, you know, which is, you know, a little bit of that East coast aggression uh, <laughs> and, and, and building yourself into a, into a pickle, you know, to only to try to find a way out and, and hopefully trying to not build the same pickle each time either, you know? So that's actually where it gets, harder as this thing goes on is trying to find new ways of fucking ourselves up new pickles. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and getting, and getting, getting out of it. Cause that's really the gratification. I mean, these songs are incredible and, and getting to do it is incredible. The gratification for us is like that deconstruction, seeing how far we can, you know, pull, pull the threads apart, uh, and, and keep, keep ourselves, you know, interested in, in the, in that, you know, that, that meat in between, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, when you're feeling like shit playing your instrument and then going into that, <laughs> that thing. Yeah. You know, mixed results for sure. But I think we, I think we did okay. But there were definitely times where I was like, so trying to like get to a new place with it. And, and like Otila says, like, I know what I'm trying to do, but my body's like, dude, that's not about to happen. So, you yeah. know, and then you readjust and maybe, you know, there's also something beautiful about, inability and and maybe not being able to pull off the thing you thought you wanted to do and instead what the moment is going to tell you you're going to do the moment or your body or whatever and that ends up being maybe even 10 times cooler than what you thought that's you the new pickle do, you know the that's new, the new pickle, pickle. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag new pickle and you're like, yeah, this right? is just a cucumber yeah. it's good yeah 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 it's cool that's, that's awesome yeah. i think i i love that like the uh the older I get, the more I realize there's a, I'm putting limitations on yourself. Like, yeah, that don't really have to be there, but you say, okay, I'm going to put this on. And now there's, how am I going to go around? Like, how am I going to find a way to do that? You know I mean? Really humans love that. We just love the, the challenge yeah. of it. Like if you don't get that, you're not really living. You know what I mean? You just kind of atrophy. Yeah. Unless you have something to work against. So that's why I keep telling myself every time I got to do the, my DDPY workout. You know? <laughs> right. So, so yeah, I think, I think that's true. It's like, you know, it's like, we like to problem solve and like, you know, I think there's something that's uh, intuitive, especially those of us who are coming from a, you know, deep imp- improvisational background, you know, like, you know, the world that you and I existed in before, these worlds that we're currently living in. Yeah. Some wild shit, you know? So I think we're, we're wired 
to look for those, you know, those puzzles and, and to try to solve and, and to solve as a team, you know, like with your, with your band members and your bandmates, you know, so it's, that's something that's so easily applied to the world that we both live in now, you know, in this, in this songbook and, and it's fun to bring those older conversations to the current table and, you know, and that attitude too, you know? Well, yeah, cause uh, this music is uniquely built for it, you know, cause that's what they did. That's, when you yeah. were talking, I was just like, that's Phil. Dude, Phil totally. just like, I, I keep redoing it until I, you know, yeah. just like, it's great. It's oh man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's welcomed. It's encouraged. It's baked in. It's, it's like, that is, that's why it's so cool, you know? And, and why so many of us have found such a cool, like haven in this songbook, you know? Cause it's like, man, and I, and I've said this before, you know, when I was young, I didn't, I wasn't into the dead or I didn't think I was, I didn't fucking know. But what I was into was like crazy improvisation and, 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 you know, these, risk taking moments and all shit. And it's like, and I didn't realize that's one and the same. It was just packaged in this thing that I didn't quite get hip to yet. So it's even better now, you know, like getting to this place where it's like, well, we already had this vibe and you can apply it to this vibe. And it's like, it's just all things, you know, it's it's like, you can literally go out and do whatever the fuck you want within the walls of this music. Like there's no, there's nothing that I long for after a show. Like, it's like, if you were to mute the harmonic instruments and I just heard what I was playing on my drum set, you could put that, anything on top. You could put John Zorn on top of it. You could put, you know, whatever. Like, it's the the approach that you're allowed to take within this music is limitless. And it's really fucking hip, you know? It was like that with the Allman Brothers too. And I just... Like, because, you know, we we're very alike in that way. We're like, I came up in the jazz thing because of my parents. That's what right. they listened to. And because we started playing young, I realized how difficult it was. But really, it's just improvisational music, whether it's no matter where on the globe it's from. Totally. Right. And so I just because it wasn't packaged in the things that I was used to. But the funny right. thing was, I always got along with deadheads like since first grade i was yeah. like oh they're the nice ones you know <laughs> like, with everybody. Yeah. So, you know oh, i'm yeah. like <laughs> to me, like where sure. i came like i'm from southeast washington i was like oh those are the white people you can trust they're just very oh. peaceful i just want to smoke weed yeah. like you know, <laughs> Yeah, they'll come with me to so a fucking funny, Fugazi like, concert. They'll go to a dance <laughs> show. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, but yeah, right. And it's cool because they're open to so much other stuff too. Like I love watching interviews with Branford. You know, like way back in the day where he talks about, yeah, they came to Mike. I'm like, Dark Star, yeah. <laughs> and it's happening. It's happening to Tom Guarna, who's a buddy of mine. It's like a jazz guitarist in New oh, York, funny. and they come out like bring him a whole pie of his favorite pizza oh my or God. like he's like dude this is crazy i'm like it's a, wel- a welcoming bunch it is it's awesome well and that's the fun part that we get to do and and watching and you said something joe a little while back that that was really fun fun to hear is that like you know 
you find the formula or you find the way that you put together the puzzle or the solution. Mm-hmm. And instead of taking the lazy route, you go, okay, we figured it out this way. Now let's try to figure it out a completely different way. Right. And, right. Yeah. And that's the thing that keeps us like, you know, I, I, I don't, I try to have conversations about the experience of going to an improvisational concert with people who don't go see the music that we're in. And it's like trying to explain a completely, they're like, wait, so they never play the song the same way. Like, why do you want to go? And I'm like, well, that's why I want to go. And they're like, I don't. And I'm like, yeah, well, maybe this just isn't for you then, you know? And it's just weird. The, exactly. <laughs> it's a, it's a it, line of work. Yeah. You know? And it's just like how, I, I guess to me, it's just, I kind of, I don't know. Like yeah. I, 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 it's just never appealed to me. I'll go see a concert once of a, I'll go see Hall and Oates to see Hall and Oates. Cause I want to hear the five damn, Hall and Oates songs. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to do Hall and Oates tour. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, <laughs> says you, but, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I, I that's guess, just yeah, I mean, me, folks. That's, for you, hall heads out there. That's the best thing about you know this whole world of uh, improvisation, be it jazz or Grateful Dead music or jam bands or whatever. It's it's a shared experience. You know, people on both sides of the rail there are truly uh, involved in a unique experience every night. The people that are there to see the concert and the people that are p- performing and the and the crew and everybody every night is a unique experience. And, and that's, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's, its own, it's its own sport, you know, like it's its yeah. own, it's got its own lane, you know, uh, or it's like, you know, romance languages that, that share similar bits, you know, a concert's a concert's a concert, but, oh man, like this is, this is a, a deeper, uh, experience and expression for everybody involved, you know, and I'm sure O'Teal can, can attest to this. It's like, man, there's those nights, where the crowd is driving the goddamn thing. Like, you know, the excitement or the, the energy you're receiving from the crowd, I've, I've found so inspirational that I will fucking be lifted up and, and, and I'll execute yeah. at a higher level. And it's just this constant, you know, beautiful, uh, you know, give and take or give and give, <laughs> you know, it's like, give it's just give. this yes. wild, uh, beautiful yeah. exchange, you know? And like, oftentimes I'll even, kind of like to the dismay of the crowd, I'll ask like the, the lighting person to be like, man, can you please light the crowd a little bit? Cause I need, I need to see what's happening out there. I don't want to feel like yeah. it's just like a fucking, you know, I'm behind a curtain. You know, I want to, I want to feel that I'm here to feel that, you know, much as much as anybody else is yeah. there to feel, you know, whatever they're, they're searching for in the night, you know? Yeah. How did you get into the improvisational world, like, or just drums in general? Like, what right. what was your what's your origin story with that? Um, wanted to be in Kiss, so that was the first part, <laughs> <laughs> and the most and the, and the most important part. Straight up, my brother had Kiss posters. I was like, those dudes seem sweet, uh, and I, and I love fire. And I love that. So, so I got a drum set. Uh, that <laughs> truly, truly was all I wanted. Yeah, yeah, man. That's all I cared about. Um, and that, I, was, I was eight years old. Um, oh, I eventually got, awesome. got a drum set, you know. And then, you know, older brother who was into like Zeppelin and, and, and Floyd and stuff like that. And that was always, and almonds and, you know, stuff was very present. But my elder sister's boyfriend at the time was a drummer. And they were like in middle school or high school and I was, you know, in grade school and he loved Rush. 
and he would, and he was just my Yo God. Oh my God. Yeah. So like, so my, my sister's boyfriend, Mike would just like play me rush. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I got, you know, into that and all the prog stuff and Emerson, Lake and Palmer and yes. And you know, and then, um, so you were, you branched into odd times now. I br- and then that <laughs> yeah. became my thing, the odd time thing. And then I, my teacher, yeah. uh, a gentleman named Frank Marino, who taught out of the Long Island drum center in Nyack, New York, who's also Adam Deitch's teacher, Adam Deitch wow. and I met when we were kids at a lesson, uh, up at that place. Um, and he, he was like this odd time master. They like called him the odd father. And he like wrote like a book on odd time. <laughs> and that That's was like great. the shit. So he was the odd father. I'm, I'm the odd son. And, uh, and that, and that became like my shit. I, I, I like fell in love with that, like all the metric shit, yeah. you know? Um, and then, you know, I think there was a gateway into like, like fish and stuff like that in like high school, start smoking the weed, yeah. checking out the jams. Uh, <laughs> and like, you know, those, those, those super complicated arrangements, all that stuff. And like Zappa mm-hmm. and that like, you know, kind of moves in there. And then I moved out to Colorado in like uh in 96 and uh and met a band out there and that that group turned out to be this thing fat mama which is a terrible name but it was based on the herbie hancock jam uh and that's like these phenomenal musicians you know jonathan goldberger guitar uh eric deutsch piano player um just these rad dudes and they kicked the shit out of me and we're just like you know here's mccoy tyner here's fucking you know this is, here's the electric miles shit here's john zorn here's masada here's and like fucking beat the shit out of me like they're all my older brothers wow. and they were just these phenomenal yeah. and still are phenomenal musicians and then we had you know, this vibraphone DJ guy, Kevin Kedrick, who's like, dude, you gotta check out Radiohead. Or, or, you know, this is Tribe Called Quest, or this is fucking Nas, and this is this shit. And he was throwing that shit. All these guys came from different places, and they were all so much cooler than me. And I literally was just like, literally taking punches, and it was just fucking amazing. And they completely changed my life. I ended up like, I had this like, super fusion-y like drum kit. And I was poor as shit, so I pawned it, and I got like a '62 Ludwig kit, like fucked up, and then and that was like, that, all right, how do I actually play my instrument? Because before I had yeah. all this bullshit, and, yeah. and I was like, all right, man, here, cool, here's a broken three piece kit, make it do something, and I couldn't oh. for a long time, and yeah. it was, you know, these guys were just talking about concept, concept, concept all the time, and just really just drove me down the right path, you know, cause I, as I was coming up, I was like, you know, kind of just like a standard dude with a lot of chops, you know, and I kind of wanted to go, you know, that route. Cause that's all I knew. I wanted, you know, the, the classic like modern drummer, whatever, you know, Berkeley chop master. And these guys, that's what like, I was oh, going to be till I met the Colonel. <laughs> just yeah, a regular. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, cool. He's like, that's cool that you can do that. Mr. Burbridge. How about you take those fucking incredible skills and apply them in a completely different way. Yeah. Says yeah. this dude playing wasty fucking guitar, you know, like, who can't, <laughs> but he was the guy. Right. And so these guys for me were, were that, you know, and just awesome. They made me cool, you know, straight wow. up. Like they, they made me cool, like or cooler, you know. Um, and then, you know, I I, will, I always uh, champion those guys as the ones that really kind of allowed me to find who I was, you know. And and I've I've mentioned the story. We were playing, you know, we would play like random sports bars and shit with this like seven piece, really fucking out band. And we were playing uh, Directions by Miles Davis. 
at like you know Chauncey's fucking bureau mat and the game the games <laughs> the above games the thing and the dartboard yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we're playing it man you know uh, whatever you know uh, and that was the first moment I ever went free in my life playing like off the grid. I was so, so afraid to go off the grid. Oh my God. If I stop playing time, the earth is going to stop. It can't go on. If I stop showing everybody where the fucking thing is, this is going to stop. And for whatever reason, man, I made that connection of just being like, shut the fuck up. These guys are cool. They're going to let it go. And I just started playing free. I was like, Oh, Oh, this is a whole new shit right now. It's like you know, when and you start you're... treading water for the first time in the pool, and you're yeah, like, you're not oh. struggle. Yeah, <laughs> and it was fucking beautiful, man. I can bring myself yeah. back to that moment right now. You know, this fucked up old ride symbol that was trying to be like Joey Baron, and uh, wow, and it was just so I rad, and it changed my whole fucking world. And you know, now is like the cornerstone of of my whole approach you know and and uh yeah because one of my favorite experiences i have with you was that thing we did at brooklyn bola creative music oh yeah dude that was a show burger yeah is that his name yeah carl burger yeah and i was like oh this is like being with the colonel again you know it's just like that thing freedom it's like you know he was like well, we can play music, but we can also make sound. And that's what just totally. freed me up. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, we don't have to play music. These things make sounds. Right. Too. Yeah. Let's see what sounds they make. Totally. And and then you can put like a, a remember, do you ever know Davey Williams? He was no. from Birmingham. He played with a lot of the New York, like out like Curlew. He was a uh, guitarist with Curlew. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, he would have these toys that had like motorized things. They just stick it on the strings, you know, uh, like awesome, right? crazy sounds on the guitar. Yeah, He's making brand new sounds. All those cats. Yeah. Oh you yeah, know. no. I mean, that's the shit. And and then there was also a quote that at least was uh, I was told it was a Tony Williams quote, where someone like was talking shit to him at some point when he was younger, and uh, and he said something like, "Motherfucker, I play space, not time." And I was like, fucking yeah, you do, dude. And like, that is some shit that lives with me too. It's like, man, you got point A and point B, do whatever the fuck you want in here. You can play the time. You can get the fuck off time. You can do a mix of both. It can be shared across the band. You know, it's like, you just got to start at the beginning and end at the end. And those can be whatever the fuck they want to be. And this can be whatever the fuck this wants to be. It's literally limitless. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter. You can, you can change tempos. You can change whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, there's no fucking yeah. rules. And that's the, Which you know. Again, the, Grateful Dead. Like, <laughs> what's the exactly. difference between that and Archie Shep? Which and they had Ornette play with them. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like these, yeah. They made the connections as just like, it just took me a long time. Agreed. Same, you know? same. And like, how cool is All it that stuff. these like, you know, these psychedelic hicks or fucking the hippest dudes in the room, you know, like coming from a jug band to Ornette is like, Exactly. What's up, everybody? This is Mike, and today's show is sponsored by Sunset Lake CBD, a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with stress and sleep without breaking the bank. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located just outside of one of our favorite places, Burlington, Vermont. 
For years, Sunset Lake was a dairy farm producing milk for Ben and Jerry's ice cream. We had them on the podcast. In 2019, they diversified and started growing hemp for CBD. And Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to the customer, cutting out all the cost associated with getting on the shelves at stores. They have CBD products for every occasion and offer tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even for that anxious dog of yours, they have pet products. Ooh, I need to get some for my dog that's barking all the time. But Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this. I use these. The Sour Bears. So good. They are CBD gummies. I literally, no joke, I take these every night. They help me sleep. And it's almost bedtime. (laughs) Yep. And I still, as I said it before, I'll say it again. You go to a long show, you come home, my 42-year-old ankles are not what they used to be. And I rub that salve all over them and uh, put them up. Enjoy a, a nice cocktail and uh, just let it ooze right into those sore bones. And you know what, folks? All you comes a time fans, if you check them out at sunsetlakecbd.com and use promo code TIME, T-I-M-E, you'll get 20% off all products. That's sunsetlakecbd.com. Use promo code TIME, 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer owned, Vermont grown. Thank you. Get you some. Classical, jazz, bluegrass. I use every single thing. Reggae, avant-garde, whatever. Space, not time. Like every, I use every single thing I've ever learned in this music. It's exactly. It's, yeah, it's pretty rad. It's and like hard. once you realize that, it's like. Damn, man, that's cool. Now you're ready for the Grateful Dead. You thought you were like, right? Yeah. Well, it's It's true. You know, when when I first got the further gig, and it all kind of started clicking, and you know, I was first getting like little interviews and stuff, and I I equated my life to like uh, Slumdog Millionaire, where the dude knew all the answers (laughs) because of these random parts of his life, you know, and. I, I, and I, I'd said it, it was like, oh, well, you know, my whole life leading up to this had been multi-genre, whatever. I'm playing, you know, weird jazz with the mama guys. I'm playing electronic music. I'm playing singer-songwriter stuff with Chris Harper. I'm doing, I learned how to do all those things in order to Voltron my ass to the Grateful Dead. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like you, because you, you have That's to funny. speak all, all of these languages, you know? And then the coolest thing now with you know, us and you and, and, and mayor and like all the, you know, newer people, we have our own conversation and our, our own things that we're yeah. now bringing to the conversation. You know, it's like, yeah. it, it's, it's wild. And it's, it's, all, it's too, all allowed. Like, oh dude. I mean, yeah, yeah, with fucking, coming from yeah. hardcore straight ahead jazz, you know, Oh man. Yeah. And bringing all that so beautifully just into this oh man that's why i, I miss, love to hear I Medusky playing with that, play. dude, man oh yeah. man he's so great just every yeah. night you know just people are like what do you like about him like he's playful dude you know always. what i mean he's playful. he's always playful he's always got such a great great 
vibe when he's playing. He's happy to be there. He plays his yes. ass off. He's maybe the most consistent dude I ever played with. There was never a night yeah. that I was on stage with Jeff Comente where he didn't blow, blow my mind, much less just always just fucking doing the right thing. You know, and I use the yeah. term right as in like, just for that moment, like he was just always there. He's always listening. He was always, you know, he does his, his chill. You see him listening, you see him engaging with yeah. it. Yeah. And man, uh, my, my favorite thing about being in further was, was playing with Jeff and he's just rad. He's so cool. From I know. Night. I was always so bummed that we were so far apart. We bookend the stage. Well, we still do. But yeah. I was where Jeff is now next to mayor. Uh, and then we switched, and then I was bummed out. But I, I, I wanted to be close. We almost switched to where we were. Oh, together. right, because nice you guys could be next to each other. Yeah, it's nice to see him air get the thing. So I, I love it, you know, because <laughs> yeah. Um, Jerry had that with Brent, you know, but what are right, you going right. to say, Mike? I was like, no, I was just going to say from, from 95 when, you know, Jerry passed and then to now it's, it's interesting how like, you know, there was the other ones and further and rat dog and all these different things. And now if you look at 2022, I mean, who the hell would have thought how oh, big and powerful and diverse the grateful dead cat from wolf bros to mm. what Phil's doing to Billy strings playing t- dead tunes to right. J rad dead and co. I mean, it's just, the dead is just, it, it, it's undeniably stood the test of time and it seems to only get bigger and broader and more diverse. And, and that's the thing that's really beautiful about it. But these lyrics underneath yeah. stay yeah, timeless man. and yeah, it, well, none of it can be done without that, you know, right. and that's the cool, that's the coolest thing. Cause it's like, you know, everybody takes their version of these songs musically. It's like the stories are the stories. The reason anybody gives a shit yeah. about what's going on around it is because these songs are fucking amazing, you know? And it's like, without that shit, you know, it would be cool. The music, people would be still playing great music. But the thing that makes this thing special is like that, you know, crazy uh, synchronicity of the the approach to the music and then what the songs themselves are is is just wild and i think yeah once in our lifetime you know i can't think of anything else that could approach covering all that ground you know yeah and they struck lightning twice with garcia and hunter and weir and barlow because right? i think you know, i always talk about how <laughs> much i odds? love the ballad you know yeah, like uh, cats that don't get the dead you know I go yeah. learn these five or six ballads and then come back and talk to me, oh, you know, cool. and, and, and weirs are just as strong, man. looks like rain and black throated oh, wind. Black throated wind. It's just one of my favorite songs in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Agreed. many. And I, I tell, you know, I tell people, yeah, my funeral playlist is definitely going to have some, Plenty of Grateful Dead in there with Hal and Wolf and Sun Ra and right, right. the Colonel and whatever else. You know, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll just have Miles and Train and all that stuff, but it's going to have, yeah. you know, there's going to be Cassidy in there and stuff too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maureen, I just met uh, Rob Hunter's wife at um, oh, uh, oh, wow. Shoreline. And it's so, it was so sweet. She was just like, she follows us, she watches like the shows on streams and stuff. She goes, I really love what you guys are doing. I'm like, because oh, I never so met nice. Rob Hunter, you know, and I yeah. always thought, yeah, I wonder if he just like fucking hates this 
Then, <laughs> there's the critic. Yeah, right? you know, yeah, exactly. That's my critic, but she just like adores it. And so I was oh, like, wonderful. He couldn't have hated it too bad if she, she liked it. <laughs> right, right. I tell myself that anyway. <laughs> so, Joe, when did you start to like, you know, like when you say you prepared, you're just like all oh, these, you Voltroned your way. Like, did you start listening to the dead prior to the gigs or did you get the gig I, and then? Man, I, it's really funny because, uh, Tommy Hamilton, who, you know, who's uh, yeah. part of the J rad crew and he and I have been homies for a long time. And I was in his band, American babies. And, uh, he would always phone down. I was like, yo man, what the fuck? Like, like, you know, he's from the dead, you know? <laughs> and then ev- eventually, you know, years, years later, he like put something else. Man, I'm a dick. This is pretty good. And, and it was like literally like a month or so later, I get the random call from Matt Bush. about, <laughs> And, and dude, I, I quit my high school or my yeah high school or middle school band because they were playing dead tunes. Like I was not, <laughs> I was just like, fuck this. I'm not playing. Um, and, and, um, yeah. Oh yeah. It was just like, it just was not my thing. And they, uh, Matt called and it was kind of like this cryptic message. They left about coming out and playing a couple shows with Bob and Phil. And I thought it was like, a uh, like a benefit or something. Uh, and you know, I was back playing restaurant gigs in Manhattan at the blue water grill for chicken payard and four, four sets for four, 18 minute sets of, uh, of standards, um, dragging my fucking kit on the subway. Uh, you know, this is after like the duo and all this stuff, you know, the ebb and flow of one's career. Man. And I was like, fuck it. Sure, man. I'll come, I'll go out and play a handful of shows, you know, for a benefit. That actually sounds fun. You know, it would be cool to kind of like check out the dead thing. And they send like, I think, uh, 10 songs out, you know, and, and I was like, fuck, I'll go learn 10 songs. <laughs> so I, I, I get these fucking 10 songs. Yeah. Right. How cute is that? Uh, and then, and then, you know, this was, uh, with Kathy, uh, who was Phil and Jill's old, like assistant. She was an amazing woman. Oh, away a number of years ago. Yeah. Um, and I remember being on the phone with her. She's like, yeah, so like you're familiar with the stuff. I was like, oh yeah, totally. You know? <laughs> and, and, and I remember, I remember saying something like, yeah, so like, you know, if you want to send me any stuff, cause like my tapes are in storage. I fucking totally lied and said, I liked like dead tapes. I was like, my tapes are in storage. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like totally lying. Cause I was like, I, I want to like not sound like a total shit. They're like, oh, you're the wrong guy. And then, you know, so she eventually sends me, <laughs> what becomes a 60, a 60 song list of tunes. And there's shit like still short. Yeah. yeah, right. Which, which turns out that's the best part. So they say you're like, up 72, basically. Well, dude, they're setting shit like King Solomon's marbles and all this wild, like prog shit. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? And I'm like, man, I would have, I would have loved the Grateful Dead turns out when I was 16, if somebody fucking played the right shit for me, so I'm going across the whole, you know, they're sending me all the, all the wildest shit, the 11 King Solomon, yeah. you know, uh, um, you know, playing in the band, anything with like any sort of the metric shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, all your shit. I was like, come shit. on, motherfucker. I know. Well, it was funny. Cause they were like, yeah, we're going to say the hard show. I'm like, this is fucking hard. Um, and, uh, but yeah, and uh, that's when I first listened to the Dead. So I call I call my buddy, who's now my co-manager of J Rad. You know, again, happenstance because it wasn't supposed to be a band anyway. 
my buddy Pete, uh, Pete Costello, who was uh, at the time oh, wow. uh, production manager at the bowl, who's the biggest deadhead I've ever met. He's literally, you can name yeah. a fucking date and he'll tell you, you know, like full yeah. man shit. Yeah. And it's wild, you know? Um, so I call him, I'm like, fuck dude, I need your help. You're like my deadhead friend, you know? And he's like, here's what you do. You know, he's like kind of guiding me toward the shit, which was he's amazing. Like, I finally got the call. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Yeah. My, my, my talents will finally be seen. Um, and yeah. So then that was the, the first time I truly sat and listened to the Grateful Dead. And that was in 2009. I got the call in July, I think, or June. Wow. Uh, what became the audition was in July. And then the first shows were in September at the Fox in Oakland. Uh, and then between that 60 song list, there was a, literally another hundred songs that we learned in 10 days. And by we, I mean fucking me, because everybody else goddamn knew the shit. <laughs> like, I, like, literally, it's like, it was me. Jay was still in the band. Uh, uh, John Kalisek, Comenti, Bob, and fucking Phil. I'm the only asshole. They know that noticed. stuff. And, oh, and it's so funny. Like I look back at it now, if somebody were to send me these songs, I'm like, Oh yeah, no big deal. Let's go play them. But I didn't know shit about shit. So every morning I would get just a 10, a, a list of 10 songs in my inbox to be played that night. No fucking audio sample, no anything, no era, no whatever the fuck. So I would show up sometimes and have learned something from what? 74. It's like, Oh, well we don't do that bar of seven anymore. And fucking loose Lucy. I'm like, cool. So I had to, from that part, that point forward, every morning I'd get these 10 songs and I would, I would pick uh, the studio version, one from the seventies, one from the eighties. If there was yeah. one from the nineties and one from the current dead tour with Warren and those dudes, wow. to try to fucking like build a thing. And I, I would just, doing. I would, I would uh, screen grab the lyrics and I would just make cheat sheets yeah. off the lyrics and try to find my way. So we did that 10 days in a row. So a hundred songs over 10 days wow. on top of the 60. So 160 songs in the matter of a month and a half or something like that. And I was just like, dude, I was deranged. I was like, which fucking shuffle is this? Does this one end bad at that bat? Or does this one just go bah? I was like, I don't fucking know. And then it turns out it doesn't matter. And now I know that. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> but at the time I'm coming from a fucking place where it's like, oh, I gotta learn these songs. I mean, it's really the best experience of my life. It just, it just blew my mind. And then I, I didn't listen to music with guitars in it for like six months after. It was all electronic <laughs> music, hip hop. I was just like, if I hear another fucking blues bass guitar solo, I'm going to kill myself. I was so, I was, uh, cause it's all I fucking did. It was constant, constant, yeah. constant. And I would yeah. dream about it. And I was so desperate to learn this stuff. And you know, you know, three years in, I felt fine, <laughs> you know, but it really, it was, it was such a trial by fire because I was the asshole who, who didn't know it. But then, you know, Phil's even made mention the reason he was kind of championing me was because I didn't know it. And that's such a hip exactly. thing too, man. Sorry for that long winded answer, but, uh, that's amazing. Um, but that's that I'm, you know, I'm glad it was long winded because it does. I love when it circles back around to that. It, it, it's perfect. It's exactly the, intent, the intention was awesome. so cool and fucked up in punk rock, you know, like that's, yeah. punk rock. Yeah. that's, that's why we're here is because of their philosophy. Exactly. That's what I'm exactly. coming to understand is like, Oh, what's going to get you bef before it was over. Yeah. So I wish somebody had approached it more like, Oh yeah. I'm grateful dad was come over here and get your ass kicked. 
And I would have been like, oh, really? Yeah, I'm so, uh, you know what I mean? And then I would have been yeah. into it earlier because now that's what I would tell people now. I'm like, yeah, come if you want a good ass kicking, come yeah. on. It made it sounds real. like you can handle it, but man. And I think, well, I'll never be bored because until I play the gig perfectly, like 5,000 times, how could I be bored? Something always trips me up. They put it in there. Oh, it goes like, let's do it just like five this time instead of four. You're like, I missed it, you know? Right, totally. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's true. It really is. It's an exciting playground to be on, you know? It's like, it's just, there's always something. And it is kind of cool. It's like, we're lucky that we somehow landed here or found our way here uh, in whatever odd maze of life that brought two fellows like us into it. Yeah. It's crazy, but it, it is the same way. Like if someone came with like more of a challenge vibe when you were younger, tell you like, Oh man, I'll get in that shit and I'll check it out. Yeah, Cause I was like a fusion guy. Like I was supposed to go totally play in fusion music and probably only yeah. be able to work in Europe or something. Yeah, and, then, you live in the yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like Sun Ra or Ned, Grateful Dead, Alan Wolf. Jimmy yeah, Martin, like, what, you know, like, how cool is that? Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm still with you. It's yeah, it's not because yeah. it, it, that my Voltron was like, if I hadn't done all that with the Colonel, I wouldn't have been ready for the Almond Brothers. Absolutely. Had I not done Almond Brothers, I wouldn't have been ready for the totally, Dead. Like, it all, so when you look back, it all looks like almost orchestrated because mm, Voltron's yeah. complicated. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you do the right mixture there. Yeah. But so I never could have seen this end to the picture. But now I look back, I'm like, okay. Because my original intention was when I was playing, I was like, you know, I like the complex stuff, but why can't it have vocals? Mm. You know? Right. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I basically want to do fusion, but with vocals. I don't want to miss, I guess, that folk part. I didn't oh, realize. Right. And now, yeah. what, if, what did I end up? Almond Brothers, Grateful Dead. I mean, that's basically it, right? Yeah, and, and, and you get to sing all the ballads in front of 30,000 fucking people and you have a <laughs> voice of a goddamn angel, it turns out. I know. <laughs> that's crazy. But that's also like what you were talking about, like a limitation, uh, like overcoming something like that's all. Like I never, if it hadn't been for inner ear monitors, I wouldn't have known that I could hit these notes and keep them in tune. Right. right. We hate them because they're like, it sounds weird. But yeah. at the same time, it, then I realized, oh, maybe I can sing. And then, you yeah. know, I'm mean, like 40,000 people. <laughs> maybe I'll try it like, here at Soldier oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? There like, we go. <laughs> all right. We're oh, doing man. this. You know, I Beautiful. love it, man. It's crazy. It's great. It's yeah. great. And that's cool. It's like, you know, and that was. I'm sure terrifying in the best way when you first started doing still that. Is. Still, still is. is. And, and like, you know, you're O'Teal goddamn Burbridge, you know, fucking master, you know, bass player musician. And you're about to step into a new role as a fucking solo vocalist. In, you know, in this field. like balance. How cool yeah. is that, man? Like, that's like the challenge is like, like you're removing like all that shit, you know, it's like, it's amazing. Just open your mind. You know, that's really, I, I think we were on this trajectory since the beginning, but you just, it's, you got to have an open mind. If you have an open mind, man, 
Yeah. Anything's possible. Well, and it's no, those it's Hunter good. lyrics that are like, see here how everything leads up to this day. I, I love that what? lyric because it always comes back to this type of path thing that those lyrics oh, are so timeless and so true that when you're in the almonds, you're not thinking, well, this is going to lead me to the dead. <laughs> you know? Right. You're probably like, holy shit, I'm in the almonds. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, how did I get here? Because that was the same thing too. Like I didn't have yeah. any of their records or anything. And then it was like, <laughs> it's friends. It's funny because my friends were super into almonds, super into the dead. So it's like when you got the gig, I did the same thing. I'm like, okay, hey, man, you know, this guy's been trying to turn me on to <laughs> right. great since like 89. I'm like, dude, I need your help. He's like, I got you, man. And they just crack up laughing. Like, you know, Scott Morowski, right? Oh, From yeah, yeah Creek. totally. Mm-hmm. He came to see us at Fenway, I guess it was. And uh, he said, so how many dead songs do you know now? And I was like, I don't think it's 120 or something by now. He's like, you know more Grateful Dead than I do now. That was just right? so weird. I was like, well, that's oh, impossible. Because he can remember, you asked him, what, when did you see your first dead concert? It was June 12th, 1975 at the blah, blah, blah. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It is. It's a wild. How many are you guys working with in J Rad? Where do you, how many dead tunes? I don't know. I mean, I guess minus the Brent tunes, the rest of them. I think that's uh, (laughs) 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 Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, uh, we got a lot. You know, there's there's a pretty big list. You know, we try to cover a lot, and then we try to bring in shit that like isn't even in the canon. You know, and and space hog and and stuff you throw in there, like 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 a classic space hog here and there. You know, some father some father John Misty. Um, But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of songs. Yeah. Quite a bit. And they <laughs> blend into the Dylan and the, the, the whole, right. like, it yeah. just becomes the lexicon sort of, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't take much effort to find things out of the can, you know, leaving aside the radio heads and the space hogs, the other stuff, it's like the, the, the through line to, uh, things that aren't in the canon that clearly you can see the dead influence or the, uh, you know, um, the similarities is very easy to pull things in, into the frag that, that makes sense, yeah. you know, yeah. um, they're doing so but, many different styles. Like, you know, well, but they do it themselves. Like we'll be playing something, one of Bob's tunes and all of a sudden I'm like, is this a Commodores right now? <laughs> I was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to be thumping. In the yeah. like, all right. It's all, it's all welcome and on the table. Right. <laughs> So sure. wild. It really is. I remember, I remember seeing an interview with Trey talking about getting ready for uh fairly well and that you, mm-hmm. you and him kind of. Yeah. I was, just, I was his sparring partner. <laughs> I wish we could do a secret podcast. <laughs> you and Trey. About oh all that. We can't do it, it was so much fucking fun. We really, you know, and, and he and I hadn't seen each other in a really long time. You know, we, we toured together in 2006, which was a very strange time for everybody. Love that. Uh, tour. You know, and, and we, um, oh man, uh, <laughs> we, uh, everybody got healthy later and, uh, <laughs> And it was really nice to reconnect with him and to connect with him yeah. on such a wild, again, like, what are we doing? We're going to go, I'm going to yeah. go work on dead dudes with Trey. <laughs> uh, and it was really cool. Cause we, we would hang and it was him and his buddy. I think his name was Jeff. Jeff. Tansky. Yes. Phenomenal. Uh, you know, 
brilliant piano player. And we were like in this tiny little practice room in like some like, uh, you know, up, uptown, uh, midtown, like rehearsal thing, like near like the theater district, you know, and he's learning the stuff and we're talking about, you know, how the guys have been doing it lately, you know, cause I had that kind of recent knowledge from the further thing with Bob and Phil. So I would be able to kind of, uh, be like, Oh, well, this is how they do the arrangement now, blah, 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 all this stuff. You know, he would get his parts down and I was like, man, we should really just bring some, my buddies in and we should just fucking play this shit as if you're playing it. And he's like, all right. So I brought Metzger and Drywitz in and we fucking jam for a day or two and like played dead shoes with Trey and like, like played like fucking jammed and like did the whole shit. You know how many fans like, would love to hear those tapes? <laughs> Dude, you know, it was wild and it was, and it was Including so fun. Me. And it, I know. Tell you what, there's a pretty serious, pretty serious morning do there. I'll tell you that oh. much. Um, yeah. and it was just a fucking blast. We're laughing our asses off, you know, old shit, you know, getting to reconnect, uh, talking about how fucking funny it is. The whole world, you know, yeah. like what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. How is anything real anymore? Like we all probably just died in a bus crash like 12 years ago. And this is just like some weird DMT. Experience. <laughs> uh, Cause this doesn't make sense. This doesn't like none of this shit makes sense. You know, I, I come back to that often. I'm like, man, that wormhole. Um, yeah. but that was, that was really fun, man. And he killed it. And you know, it's like yeah. an mm-hmm. honor that was for him to be asked to do that. I was honored that he reached out to me as any sort of value in, in helping get prepared for that, you know? And, you know, I like would watch like the streams. And I was like all proud of Trey, you know, like, there's my boy. You too, man. I felt, you know? I felt yeah. so like I teared up and stuff, man. I was just like, Cause I knew what it meant to him and to see like yeah. one of the things I love the most is Trey is like, you know, especially in our world, like a superstar, like he's done yeah. it all. Right. Yeah. And to see him up there and to clearly see like the nine year old, you know, oh, just right. like, yeah. yeah, big eyes. And yeah, that's just, so I just was oh, like, man. it made me, you know, yeah. it makes me tear up now. I'm just like, that's so cool for someone who's done so much to still totally. be able to get right to that inner child, like right, right there. Boom. It was beautiful. And to feel that, that pressure that he probably hadn't felt in quite some time, you know, like of being, being on the fucking like, Oh shit. Okay. You know, Shopping and then also block. being on, yeah. you know, being on shaky ground with, you know, you're performing with, it's these people that you know through the the history of your life, but it's like, that was a brand new band, essentially, yeah. you know, that lineup yeah. was, a, that, that was just a new band going out. So there's like a brand new rapport. There's a brand new understanding of how your band members are playing. It's like, and then you put that and you got five shots, hundred thousand people. Yeah. Totally. It's like, cool, man, go have fun. Have fun with that. You know? yeah. He killed it. He did a great job. <laughs> he really did. I was there the first night and me and my wife, uh, flew out there and you know I had never really been to a stadium because I don't I'm not into big like I'm not into sports like big ball games football yeah. games and I'm afraid of crowds but <laughs> right. Bill flew us out because they knew they were doing Dead and Company and Mayer was there with like Katy Perry oh, or something right right <laughs> and we're in this press box and we're looking it's my second dead wow. show right right and we're looking at this enormous crowd insane and i asked my wife i said can you picture this for us because 
I can't. Like I'm trying. I've done a lot. I've played. Right. You know, I played for eighty thousand people at Bonnaroo, but this was just a different. Yeah. And I was like, I just can't form the picture. Like I can't picture it either. And now right. we'll sit at like City Field or Gillette Stadium, right. and I think casual, about it still, yeah. and, I, and I'm still not all the way. Yeah. Not it's still like this is weird. And the funny thing is I was playing with uh when we first started playing stadiums, um Bill I went back to sit in his little pipe and drape thing and uh, he goes, he's looking out, you know, the thing is open, he's looking out at the crowd at the stadium and he goes, Isn't this wild? I was like, yeah, cool, my mind yeah. fucking boom, dude. And I was like, But you've been doing this since the seventies. <laughs> He's, yeah. like, he's like, I know, but it still blows my mind. And I thought that's, that's the coolest. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. When you're still going out there, you're like, this is fucking amazing. What the hell is this? Like, that's amazing. That really is like such a, I'm glad you, you shared that. Cause that's like a beautiful thought, you know? Yeah. He has three of the best. The other one was, he was really sick when I had the flu and I was feeling terrible yeah. and he was feeling maybe twice as bad as me and he's that much older right right and he just played his ass off and i went bill how are you playing so like god i mean i feel awful i mean he goes well my body's sick my spirit's not sick god damn it (laughs) and the other one was two two nights ago we're in colorado playing and, you know, it's tough up there. And Bill had a tough time in the, in the altitude at Red Rocks last time. He pulls it. We were talking about this before yeah, oh, you man. came in, Mike. He pulls the, the mask off the uh, oxygen tube and sticks a tube in his mouth. It's hanging out of his mouth. He's Nikki just have the tubes in their mouth with no, and I was just like, that's Viking shit. That's just <laughs> that's, Viking shit. that's old winter. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. wow. yeah. wow. He didn't even know what was in that hose. He's like, I'm just whatever. The fuck <laughs> yeah, he's like, screw this mouthpiece. Yeah. It's just blocking yeah. it from getting in my lungs. And oh, the beautiful thing about Soldier Field, too, is like right when you walked in the gate as a ticket holder, there was this massive picture of Garcia that met wow. you right when you walked in that was lined with roses. So wow. it was kind of like the whole, the whole thing was like, just yeah. remember who, why we're here, you know? Right, and and right, that's, right. that's the thing that was kind of like, you couldn't not see Jerry everywhere you went. And it was like, man, you think about that, that this, all this conversation just get like the whole time I'm thinking about him, I'm thinking about Jerry yeah. and I'm kind of like, did he have any idea that this was going to be what oh, it was? Oh, he did, know, man, because like, that I first mean. night I saw the rainbow, you know, yeah. the rainbow thing happened. And, yeah. and it's funny because the first time I saw the dead, Blues Traveler, uh, Popper got us on the guest list, ARU, mm. and it was out in the, um, in Vegas. And as soon as Mickey hit the beam of thunder, it was so hot, like a thousand degrees. And then all of a sudden it's just thunder and lightning and rain. Uh, I was like, okay, that's weird. And then when at uh, at Santa Clara, the rainbow, like the crowd starts screaming. I'm like, what's, you know, I look over and there's a rainbow. Yeah. And then, man, that shit's happened like two or three times. What you know about when they were playing Fire on the Mountain? You know? Yeah. They were playing Fire on the Mountain and Mount St. Helens started erupting right at the same time. I mean, it's some weird thing with it. Yeah. Yeah, they're tapped in. 
They're tapped in. It's something go I don't know what's happening, but there's some weird thing. Yeah. I've seen it too many times. Well, now you that. guys have it. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're uh, it, it's so fun to watch. And dude, the J Rad shows in New Haven coming out of the pandemic. Like, mm. God, you saved so many people. We were having such a fantastic time. My God, oh, that like thanks. got us through. Thank you so much. Well, we're, for we're, the, we're the band where it rains every single time you play. So that, that was, <laughs> Speaking of rain, yeah. it will be 40 degrees when it was 70 and sunny the day before. We'll, we'll, we'll get you there. Yeah. We'll get you to freeze <laughs> your ass off in the rain. Yeah. Makeshift Not umbrella really. out of a pizza box or something. Yeah, you know. those, those were fun shows though. That was really a special time for everybody. It really was. It really was. And so was this man. Thank you. Oh, yeah, well, so thank much. you guys so much for having me. It's nice to connect and, <sighs> and see everybody and, and chit chat. Such an honor. Yeah. You guys are killing it. Both of you from all of us. Thank you for keeping oh, it going. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, man. Jesus, you know, is... got to, uh, got to do some collaboration again. Yeah, man. I hope we get to do that. I wanted to go up to Carl Berger's place, but then everything got pandemic. I know. I know. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once but everything, I, I, if, we if there's a, it. if there's a moment where shit is actually feeling normal again, man, yeah, I would love to do that again. Just throw a bunch of people in a room and just, create some sounds you know yeah i'm down please for do. sure man please oh, thank do. you so much for thank you guys loads of love please send my love to everybody in the band and crew and uh yeah hopefully i'll see you out in new york i'll try to try to make out the, the last show and uh, yeah city feel come on bubba i'll get go bubba send my love to your family too buddy absolutely likewise right. see you guys Bye. thank you for joining us What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.